I get it. All in the name of fashion. Really. Right, exactly. All in the name All of fashion. All in the name of fashion. Sure Things was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Unless you count my dad. Awesome. <laughs> your hair looks so cute huh said your hair looks so cute uh, thanks i just did this right now oh <laughs> nice. I and i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do so i'm just gonna braid it up real quick you look better than me girl <laughs> i just got i just threw the sweater on i was like she's just gonna have to get it how it's gonna be and that's it <laughs> you look great you look awesome thank you so much for doing this no the pleasure is mine thank you so much for thinking of me and offering that was really sweet of course. Of course, of course. Awesome. Um, so usually how I start the show is I give a little intro of why I started it. Um, so basically, I think it was now a year ago or a year and a half ago, kind of when we were all stuck in our homes um, during that real trial period of <laughs> this yeah. pandemic. During the dark ages of the pandemic. Exactly. And we like usually go to Jamaica every year around like Christmas time and stuff. And we didn't go. And I was just like super upset about it and really annoyed and like uh, I really wanted to leave and just go there um and I had just bought Parks and Rec on DVD <laughs> and I would just watch that as like a comfort show and mm-hmm. I was like these two have like Jamaica and Parks and Rec or any Michael Schur show have like nothing in common but I want to somehow merge the two and just talk mm-hmm. about them so mm-hmm. that's kind of why I started it and it's really random no. it's fun <laughs> no I like it um I even like how you're repping Parks and Rec with your t-shirt on which I think is pretty cool um but I get it I mean I feel like a lot of people is that your first introduction to it you watched it on DVD you didn't watch it when it first came out no I did um I watched it because my sister told me to watch it so I watched mm-hmm. it in college but then I, I got the DVD now just because I knew Netflix was going to be trifling and take it off so yeah totally <laughs> yeah no, I get you. I get you. I'm actually a big fan, truth be told, of Michael Schur. I'm not a big finisher of series, and I don't know why. So <laughs> huh. it's not just him, but I've probably started all of his series and just never finished, finished it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, The Office, um, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Is that it? I don't know. <laughs> the Good Place. Yeah. So like all of those shows I've started and loved and then just like, I don't know. I'll just give up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just be like, oh, I'm tired of watching eight <laughs> episodes in a day. I guess I'll go like, I don't know, read or something. And then I'll do that for like two months and then find a different show to be obsessed with. That's just yeah. my whole thing. So, so yeah. I feel that. I feel that completely. Mm-hmm. I did that with a ton of shows. Even I think, maybe not Parks and Rec, but The Office, I like paused, I think for like a year and then I came back. <laughs> I was like, The Office much- is really intense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want to start off how you know me or I can start off how I know you. Um, I'd like you to start, please. Sure. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so Candace and I know each other from church. So we grew up, or at least I would say I grew up knowing you as kind of like an older sister type. So you're always older than me, but cooler than me. And I say, 
I say that meaning like I always just like Candace knows what's up. Candace has the outfits. Candace, like, you know, you walk in and you're like, Candace is here. I feel for so long, especially because I think in African-American churches, but also Jamaican churches, like it's a really big, like, even if you're not related to everybody, it kind of feels like you're a little bit related to everybody. Yeah. And because it's so familial. Yeah, exactly. And you spend so much time together often. So it was always like, I felt like I've known you for so long, even though we weren't, I want to say necessarily like I spoke to you when I was younger that much, but I was always like, oh, that's Candace. Like that's Mm -hmm. Candace who's part of my family. Like, yeah, you know, so, so that's how we know each other. And I, I think as I got older too, I was just like, you've consistently been cool. I think I've known some oh. cool and then <laughs> they kind of fell Very off. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you've consistently been cool. So even when, I think it was Instagram, really, I don't remember what we like connected on on Instagram, but there was something on your story or mine. And one of us responded. And after that, I was like, Candace is still my girl. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> We're the same wavelength. So. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. You know, I completely agree. I, um, you know, it's a little, it's a little bit different when you're older and there's a lot of younger girls in church, you know what I mean? So you kind of just, and there weren't a lot of older girls, which is strange. So it wasn't like, you know, I was shunning any younger girls. I just didn't talk to any yeah. of the younger girls. Um, in the church and then you know I went to college it came back and you guys had grown up and kind of had your own little like clique which was so dope you know I wish I had that when I was growing up in the church Um, but I would say how we clicked in terms of being on the same wavelength which is why you're one of my faves for real was um, (laughs) last June over the summer um, when the whole kind of um, revolution I would say or uprising or reckoning, reconciling, whatever. Yeah. Uh, a lot of R's there, a lot of alliteration. <laughs> but, you know, um, for, for Black peoples across the diaspora, so yeah. whether it be in America or the Caribbean or Europe or really Africa, yeah. um, you know, you, you posted a lot of things that I thought not only, um, I think, represented what was going on, but I think also represented what was in your heart. And I think sometimes a lot of that was missing in terms of people like, posting things you remember those black squares that meant absolutely nothing but I felt like even after those two weeks of like really intense protesting um I thought that you really kind of uh kept the fire going and really kept that candle lit um Mm. along the way with art which you know I think is so important black art um that I don't think people talk about enough poems I was just like wow Katrina's like really like you know what I mean like similar books and similar like art you know, the vibrancy, the consistency of what you posted. I was like, you know, I was just like, wow, that's really dope. So wow. that's how we really, how I we really jumped back on my radar. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's so cool. I love of course, that. of course, of course. Um, okay, perfect. So I love that when I kind of asked you what necessarily, or I think you used the term like sure universe, which I really loved as well. And you were like, mm-hmm. like what shall we talk about? And I love the Paley Fest videos. They're so mm-hmm. fun and there's, mm-hmm. there's so much in them. So I love that you picked one of those. Um, mm-hmm. And had you seen the one I had sent you? Had you seen it before? I had not. No, I, I had because that's a more recent one and everyone yeah. had, you know, had gone and done major things. I mean, at that point, I think Chris Pratt had done Jurassic. So yeah. it was like really way after the fact. Yeah. So no, I didn't even know they were still meeting up, which is which was so nice to see. Uh, one of my favorite things about it is how they talk about, I've never really watched The Simpsons, but kind of how it's similar to that and that there's little minor characters that can like reoccur because like if you're in this situation, this person's there. So my first question is, do you have a favorite like minor character in Parks and Rec? 
Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I also was never really into The Simpsons, so. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, my mind, I don't even know if he's minor because he was around for actually quite a while, but Jean Ralphio, I, uh. I really love. Um, I think he's so, well, first of all, I love the actor. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. Um, or the comedian. I don't know what he'd want to be known as because he does a lot of, you know, really kind of serious and as all of them do, yeah. really serious work. But um, he's so smart and I think his humor is so sharp. Um, and I think he's adorable. Um, and I really loved his character because it was so ridiculous. And then he kind of became a more fleshed out character and would have those like real great moments of being like an actual human and then still go back to being this like ridiculous person. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I love that. That was great. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great answer. He, I think I had a quote of his as my Instagram bio for a while. Oh, yeah? yeah. I don't remember which one it was, but it was like, cause Nicole, my sister told me to watch the show and I watched one episode and he was like around it a lot. And he said something that I thought was hilarious. And that was, he, I think he really was the character that made me like watch the show. Yeah. It's so funny. So funny. He's a great, he's a great like gateway character. I think. Yeah. The show. <laughs> for sure. One thing I love is how they kind of have each character. I like seeing what questions actors will answer so you know someone poses a question or the director says it and then someone else chimes in and you know they have this story or that story um and one of the things I love that they talked about was female friendships so I wondered what you thought about you know how the show represents that and kind of how you saw it play out in the show or even how you see female friendships in your own life Ooh, no that's a great question I am such a big um girlfriend friend like, I love girlfriends. Um, I think that they're great, and I try to big them up whenever I can. Yeah. Um, and I thought that when Shura said, you know, at the heart of the show, it's really about, you know, um, girls and love and friendship. I thought that, especially coming from a man and then writing those kinds of friendships with, like, yeah. women-centered, I thought was really interesting. Um and I think that's powerful. I think that's, I think sometimes um, these days um, we don't allow a lot of girls to really like love the things that they love. Mm. And I think one of the things that girls really love are their friends and the way that we love them and the way that we talk about them and the way that we, you know, do everything for them. I think sometimes yeah. people make that out to be ridiculous or immature, even for grown women, the mm. way that they like love their girlfriends. I think a lot of times they make that seem ridiculous either in shows or in real life. And I thought it was such a breath of fresh air that, um, that they didn't do that with that show that um, Leslie um, loved. Anne, even though as, um, as Rashida said, she was kind of just all right. (laughs) And I thought that was like the best part of the show. Like everyone's kind of just all right. Right. Like no one's really, one way or the other, even very amazing people. I'm sure like people in their lives are like, they're, they're fine. You know, yeah. like, but I thought it was great that, that Leslie really loved Anne, like almost like, like a fan. And that's how you should love your friends. You yeah. should always be like, I'm so, I'm so stunned. I'm amazed by you all the time, no matter what you do. I want to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, if you're, you know, today's not your day, you're feeling a little blue. That's I'm here for you. I want to make sure that you always remember that you're like, I'm your number one fan. And I thought that, Leslie really did that and really kind of pulled Anne into also being Leslie's number one fan. Like, and also how 
and also being a better friend to Leslie or the kind of friend that Leslie needs. Um, And I think that's what friendships do. They, They kind of, you need to not only have a connection, but also recognize like, oh, how do I be a friend to this person? Not, not just like a blanket friend, but right. how am I specifically Katrina's friend? Yeah. Katrina needs me to do this and I would love to do it because I want to be her friend, not just a friend, but Katrina's friend. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. You articulated that all so well because that's something I've tried to kind of express myself like I'm very I love how you said fangirl because that's very much how I yeah my friends and it like sometimes I feel especially if I've had like a little drinksy drink Mm -hmm. I like very much I'm just like I love you guys so much and I'm writing in text like in the group chats and I'm like you guys are all the best and you you know and all that stuff and sometimes it feels I think you're right in that it can people try to say it was ridiculous you know what I mean or Mm -hmm. it would be like too much But then it's like when you have that love for your friend and as you're saying, as the specific friend, like you have friends. But if you're trying to be a good friend to that specific friend, you know, you you really hone in on, you know, how much you love them or what you think they're great at or how you can help them and how they help you. And I love what you said about her pulling Anne in because it is true. They showed how really like Leslie was kind of just gung ho from the beginning and then. It took Anne a little bit of time it to took kind of- her a couple. Yeah, it took her a couple of seasons for her to realize, like, no, I, I think, I think Leslie gave her the freedom to yeah. be that kind of friend. You know, Anne had a lot of baggage. Yeah. Um, you know, even though it was a very fun show, Anne was kind of damaged. Yeah. Um, and though Leslie herself was damaged, she didn't let that bother her at all. <laughs> so right. I think she, I think she showed Anne a different way of how to even just like not only be a friend but how to live. Like you right. know don't focus on that or you don't have to focus on that all the time you know exactly yeah that's completely true and it was I like what you said too because I remember Michael saying that in the video that it's kind of the core of the show um and that's that is a breath of fresh air because I don't think especially too because I know they were coming off like the high of the office and how great it was Mm. and you know that has its own assets and its own great writing and everything like that plot pieces and everything but to have female friendship be the core of a show is so cool. And yeah, I love the female friendship aspect. I think they wrote it really well. It played mm. really well. It wasn't like corny. Like Leslie herself, especially season one and a little bit of two was a little bit of like a corny caricature of herself. But then they kind of changed her into like, you know, someone who did her job well and loved it, but also was really passionate about her outside life other than work. Um, mm. And it was cool too, because it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just oh, I'm into Parks and Rec and that's all she was. She was super into it, but she also was into like everything in her life. I agree. I think she did attack all of her, like every facet of her life with with passion. Yeah. And um, that was fun to see. I think the corny is a word that I fall in and out of love with, but I think it's such a good word for this show or, or descriptive word, what is yeah. it, an adjective, whatever, for this show because... But in the best way possible, it was corny. Um, people were nice and they loved to be nice and they loved to be good right. and earnest and honest and striving for their better selves. And um, I think a show like that uh, really touches people because so many other shows aren't like, life really isn't like that. People aren't, aren't given the freedom, I guess freedom is the, the word of the day, to, to be that. <laughs> in the beginning, people were kind of like, I don't like that people are being this good or being this kind or, yeah. or this corny. But as it, as you started to watch it, you're kind of just like, no, I, 
I like this. People should be like this. This right. is the way we should be living. I want this world, you know? Right, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and that brings me to the idea of Ron and Leslie, because they, too, mm. are, like, two characters who don't... Even Anne and Leslie didn't always agree, but Ron and Leslie, mm-hmm. for sure. But there's still such a purity to their friendship that mm. I think also kind of drags the show, or at least is really... It makes for some really good episodes, because they really be friends at all if you think of yeah. it in terms of what they believe in but Leslie's character and even Ron's because even though he's you know stoic I feel like he's still a sweetheart as well but yeah there it's just something like that is something I always try to strive for in my personal life with people who mm. I not agree with um and it's tough especially when it's like issues that seem super personal or super you know integral to who you are or to what's going on in your life and then you have someone who's on the complete opposite side of the fence. It's hard to relate and it's hard to even hold conversations, but there's something in that Ron and Leslie relationship that shows like, we know we don't come from the same background. We know we don't agree on this and that, but we're still going to try to find a way to help the entire community, you know, like have a good time or, you know, get this right. issue resolved. And I think that's really cool because I also don't know what show I see that on either. I agree. I think that's um, another friendship that I think is really integral to that show or or a a core piece of that show, too. Um, I think what Shur tends to do in a lot of his shows, uh, pick a thing we all have to do, which is jobs, go to work, and then put these like random people together and then make them close. That's really sweet to see. Um, And Ron and Leslie are like the perfect example of that. And not only that, but they want to be friends despite their differences. And I think sometimes people forget that when you have differences, if you want to be my friend, you can make that work. Uh, if there's a core piece of me that connects to a core piece of you, then we should be able to forget about, acknowledge and move past a lot of our differences to find what we love about each other and really kind of spotlight that. Um, and I think Ron and Leslie desperately wanted, and I mean that in the best way, they desperately wanted to be in each other's lives. They recognize like this person makes me better. I agree with that. Um, this brings me, I'm trying to decide which point I want to hop to next. I'll bring it. I'll go to that point after, but there's also in the Bailey Fest video, um, they talk about, so my favorite episode of Parks and Rec is the fight, which is that one with snake juice Mm. and like when Leslie Mm -hmm. can have their fight. I always try to, whenever I like love a show, I think of, but yeah, which episode would be like a starter episode for someone. And the mm. fight for me is one that I say for Parks and Rec because it shows every character, I think, so mm-hmm. well. Well, what's the show about? Or like, who's in it? What kind of people are in it? You show that episode and they're like, oh, I get it. Like, I right. understand who right. Tom is. I know who Donna is. I know who, Le- you know, and I yeah. think that is also a testament to the writing and the chemistry um, mm. of the cast. When Amy was directing that episode, she had they had a lot of talking heads where they're just kind of like all drunk and just saying random things. And she had them kind of do a contest where they have to make her laugh behind the camera. And I thought that's so funny. Like I'm sure there's times when like work feels like work, but kind of to break that up and be like, all right guys, just have fun and improvise and try to make me laugh. It's such a good like director note. If you were going to bring that point up, I was also going to say, I love that Amy did that with her cast. And I think it shows um, a great leader and it shows how well she understood her cast and trusted her cast. And her cast trusted her to be like, oh, yeah, I can totally do that. This is going to work. I'm not going to say what a dumb idea and then just do my scenes and storm off. Right. You know, I'm really going to engage with this and engage with the rest of the cast. And I thought that was really 
it's such a great like marker for someone who, for people who really respect someone because um, Ron, since we can't remember his name, <laughs> brought it up even years later. You right. know, he's still talking about how comfortable she made everyone. And, um, you know, I'm pretty sure that's why that's, that episode really not only resonates with Michael Schur and Ron and, and you, but a lot of people because, yeah. you know, maybe that comfortability really shown through that episode. And I can't say that I have one episode that really, that really breaks through, but I would tell someone to watch the show because it's like a rom-com, but in TV form. And I freaking love rom-coms. I love them. Like I love them unabashedly. And I feel like people don't say that out loud, but I'll, yeah. I'll scream it from the rooftop. <laughs> I'll scream it from here, there and everywhere. As far as the East is from the West, I'll scream <laughs> that I love rom-coms. And I feel like, especially when Ben came aboard or when, um, oh my God, what's his name's character falls in love with Anne. I just, everything is such a great love story. Um, and, um, you know, I'm someone who believes in love, believes in the power of love. And I like the fact that they didn't shy away from that either. You know, like those things are cool too. And I don't care what anyone says. So. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. And that was a big thing for me too. When like coming from the office, I think I watched the office first before parks and, Mm -hmm. There's a different feel like the office has its really sweet moments as well. Very tender. Um, And I think a lot of those moments were written by Greg Daniels, who also helped do Parks, but also Michael Shorts. A lot of tender, like sweet love moments. Um, But Parks and Rec, it's like a whole different feel of just they all love each other as like Mm -hmm. as work friends and everything. But then the relationships are Mm -hmm. so well written. It's just, you see the whole, like you can relate to, you know, the little flirting maybe, and then, you know, little inside joke or trying to hide it from the other, you know, all those little things that's so fun to watch as an audience because you're you're invested. If you get people invested in the show and in love stories, especially, it's like, it's a done deal. Um, And Andy and April was actually the other point that I was going to make because in the Paley video, they talk about how, I think it's Aubrey Plaza who played April she mm-hmm. kind of just thought she was like, oh, yeah, like Andy and April will definitely get together. They make sense. And like mm-hmm. as a viewer, I remember being like confused a little bit. because yeah. like, How? But yeah. then it makes like they're one of my favorite couples in that show because they they make so much sense after a while. They do. You're like, yeah, they do. you're like, of course. <laughs> Why do they speak any different? Right. And, you know, that's a really that's really a testament to, you know, Chris and Aubrey, yeah. who um, I think really. You know, not just them, but every couple and all the characters really, but really loved their character and wanted to do right by them. And um, I think really worked hard to make sure that those that couple was believable. Like you said, oh, right. Of course, this makes sense. (laughs) I mean, that it wasn't it wasn't completely ridiculous. Like it was, you know, right at that time they moved into their house and they had like no furniture. (laughs) Um, Like that's a completely ridiculous thing to do as adults. But like totally believable for Andy and April and they both committed to that they both committed to not having that and I thought that was hilarious that's what you should have in a partner you know no exactly yeah because they I feel like they kept each other young but also yeah like they knew like they just understood each other it was always April was never embarrassed of Andy and Andy yes first it was just like you're my person and that's how right. it's going to be. And that's how it's going to be. Yeah. That's how it's going to be. I also crazy. love that you love rom-coms. I also love rom-coms. So I love oh, what? They're the best. I could talk about rom-coms forever. <laughs> the <best. laughs> They're the absolute best. Yeah, they are. And it's a shame people don't make them anymore. I thought they were going to make a comeback, but 
yeah. it's all superhero movies now, which I love. I love the superhero yeah. movies, but you know that those early two thousands, twenty twelve ish, when yeah. all those rom coms came out, even from like maybe the mid nineties, that was such a good time for rom coms. Oh, I agree. Love stories. I, yeah, I just that. watched the. It's like kind of more of a family, but it's still a rom com in my opinion. I just watched the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. I feel like rom-com, sometimes, especially I think in this time, like when everything is chaos on the outside, you want a little piece of life that's just, everything's going to work out. There'll be conflict. There's going to be a little bit of back and forth, a little push and pull, and then they're going to get together and everything's right. Why can't we have that? Right. I don't know. I don't know. Awesome. Okay. And then one of my other favorite things is the idea of improv. So I don't know if you've ever done improv in school Mm -hmm. ever, or like just in general. Well, your whole family in the best way possible to me is like, I feel like would make a great show because you all have the personality to just like. Just one big troop walking <laughs> yeah, around. Right. Like y'all could just, I feel like you could just sit in a room and like a show would come out of it because you're just, mm-hmm. in my opinion, there's like an improv feel to y'all. Mm-hmm. Just, it's great. So I love that aspect of kind of Michael Schur shows and a lot of comedy shows probably, but specifically these two, because some of the stuff does feel improv like there'll be a mm-hmm. scene they cut to where someone's doing something crazy and you're like they definitely could not have written that <laughs> like yeah 100 percent. yeah I think that's what improv is it's like taking the commonality of life and then making it like not common or, or detailed in a way or, or specific um you know pulling out like brushing your teeth and I'm sure someone can make that ridiculous but it's like everyone brushes their teeth <laughs> and everyone right. probably has done or thought about that same thing that that improv person is doing and I just think that I think it's really cool and such a talent I always say there's to me the funniest comedy often has a lot of truth in it so it's like something mm-hmm. kind of what you're saying where like it's something everyone can relate to or knows about or you know has happened to them in their life. And then it's funny Mm -hmm. because you're seeing it reflected. Again, I think a lot of people probably feel this about their heritage, but like Jamaicans in general, just make me crack up like immediately with some of the things they do with, I think they're super improvisational. So I think they'll just make music, you know what I mean? Like out of nothing. Or they'll just go on a tangent of a story and it's like, it takes you around and it's hilarious. Um, And we talk about it all the time because we, we just think, I was talking to my cousin too the other day about how there's so many stories that could probably come out of Jamaica or just people of Jamaican heritage because of that, that I've used the word energy so much, but just that energy that they have. And like, that's okay. I've used the word freedom too much. Yeah. So <laughs> like the influence is just, there's so much there that's so rich and so vibrant that mm. it really makes me, I always think of improv when I think of them because they're just it's quick and it's, you know, it's just, it's fun and it's, I just love it so much. So I always think of that whenever I think of it. I agree. I think as a culture, as a group, as a nation, really, (laughs) um, I think we are, we are, we tend to lean a lot more happy. And I think we tend to lean a lot more like um, good natured about things, even when things are bad. I think we, we don't focus so much on what's, negative I think we accept it and then try to figure out a way immediately on how to either live with it or, or make it funny right um and I I love the fact that you think the family is improvisational because we kind of are we we as to to use your word you know we get the energy and then we build upon it you know yeah <laughs> and um that's such a great way to describe Jamaican people we are like we are all about improv 
Yeah, I like because I'm now that we're talking about, it, I'm thinking of your party, and I'm thinking of just like <laughs> because I again, as we talked about earlier in this, I think like Alex and Nuna were closer to my age, so I knew them mm-hmm. a little bit better. But then also when I went off to school or whatever. I knew them less. And then when I came back, it was like, they're just so fast with it. And they make me crack up all the time. I know. In my opinion, she shows us time capsules. So Mm. Parks and Rec was really whatever time it started to 2015. And like watching it, I'm like, oh, back when this was happening, like this was in the world. And that's why this scene kind of has commentary on the politics at this point or like, you know, this celebrities at that point. Um, Because life, you know, life happens as you're doing things. So every day you're like, Life is going on and it's cool to see that reflected in the shows because you see them grow up, you see them evolve as characters, but also as people. I agree. I think that might have been a little bit of, you know, why Amy was so overwhelmed, as she said. I mean, you could see immediately when she came out. I don't think she was really ready for a lot of that, the energy in the room. And it might have been too, like, holy shit, you know, like, wow, like this show ended five plus years ago and people the fervor in this room is so strong they still so strongly connect and not just people who are my age a little bit younger but these very young people because I bet you it was like people in their 20s and that audience really like I'm such a boy favorite fan like really raging you know that's what's really maybe so overwhelming to her it's just like I can't believe this like piece of work or this art that I did for I don't know, seven years, um, it has such an impact. So as we wrap up, I have these three segments I do at the end um, that I ask everyone who's on, big up yourself. So it's Mm. a take on treat yourself from Parks and Rec, but also big up from um, Kanapatwa. And my question is, how have you big up to yourself this week, this month? How have you treated yourself? If you have, or if you're like intending to, what's your thing? you're going to want to do to kind of just big up yourself and pat yourself on the back? Oh boy, Katrina, you've asked such great questions. <laughs> I, I sh- struggle with that a lot, not to like be like, Oh my God, I work so hard and I'm, you know, uh, you know, but um, it's a real struggle um, for me, mm-hmm. I think to um, slow down or to relax or um, big up yourself. Um, you know, it's, it's, even in my 34 years of life, it's still, I don't know. It's, I think it'll always be something that's hard for me to um, not only slow it down, but to like receive big ups from people or whatever. So anyways, um, uh, I have a lot of vacation time because I don't take vacation um, and I'm losing vacation and I had to, I meant to do it on Monday, take time off this week and I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I meant to do it yesterday and I didn't do it. And this morning I said, I just, I got to take tomorrow and Friday off. And, and so I did. Um, and that was hard. <laughs> I, it's hard. I'm always at work. I yeah. think people will be shocked when I take time off. You know, you've been at work too much and everybody's like, wow, uh, you took time off. You're always here. I was wondering, I was calling your phone because you weren't answering quickly right. enough. And I thought, you know, why isn't she answering? So so that's the thing I did this week for myself was take tomorrow and Friday off, which is why I requested that we do it tonight because I was like, oh, I'll have all the time tomorrow to recover because I'm so old, even though it's like only what, seven something. <laughs> no, I feel so, you. I get tired of like six thirty. I feel you. Okay, I'm ready to wind down. It's just like, what are you guys all doing up? I gotta right. go to bed. Right. Yeah. So, no, so, yeah, I love that answer though. That's why I asked that because I know 
like that was a struggle I had for a while and I knew a lot of my friends did. So that's why I put that in there. Cause I'm like, I want to make sure people know, like we got to big up ourselves because you can be your best friend and kind of, you know, pat yourself on the back. So I'm glad you took time off. Very true. And you'll get some time Very to just true. rest and relax. I hope so too. <laughs> I hope so too. Um, the next one is Yadundi. Wait, before I move on, what about you? What did you oh. do for yourself? This week? Oh, cool, cool, cool. Thanks. Um, let's see. What am I doing? Oh, I'm going to scrapbook this week. Um, so I scrapbook nice. a lot. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. haven't done it in a couple months. So I kind of just want to have like either in the morning because now I like to wake up early since I like I, because I get tired at six I feel like I don't <laughs> productive anymore and like I will fall asleep scrapbooking so I'm gonna try to wake up one morning and like have a slow morning like get tea or coffee and then just scrapbook um for a while just because I really like to flip back and see like what I did and I feel like I haven't really done that for 2021 and I don't want to so- not have any mementos of like what happened this year you know so no dope 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 thanks for asking <laughs> um, <laughs> the next one uh yeah your dundee no so that one is from the dundies from the office the trophies they get and then you're done no and basically i want to know if you could give a dundee a trophy in your life to someone um it could be a colleague it could be someone from your family it could be you know someone you don't even know but who would that be and why Oh my gosh, if I had to do that, I would really give it to you, Katrina. I think that what you're doing is amazing. I told you that from the beginning when I saw that you started your podcast. I thought it was phenomenal. And I, I you know, my words aren't empty when I said that I think we're on the same wavelengths. I really, um, when I say you really pop back on my radar, you did so in a really big way. You know, I stalk your stories. Um, I try to comment on things where I can when I see them and I see how hard you're working and I see that you want to be, um, you know, a light in the world and not very many people want to do that. Um, and I think that's great. I'm really so honored that you thought of me. I don't know if just you went down your list and I, my last name Williams are kind of like, all right, let's call her. But I'm really so honored that you asked me to be a part of your show. I'm so honored that you, you know, treated me like an actual guest and gave me links and, and prepped me. I, you know, I'm, thrilled and I'm so proud of you and I can't wait to see what else you do um moving forward so, so you, go see you, girl. you are killing it no you are killing it thank you so much of course of course of course oh my gosh no you were one of the first people I thought of because we had talked about oh. we had talked about Michael Schur at some point so like I knew it I just needed to find I wanted to have like time you know what I mean mm-hmm. I was like I'm not gonna just Say one day, I was like, Candace and I need to have a sit down. (laughs) Great. So, yeah, you were always on the radar for that. Oh, Um, that's so sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Do you want me to answer as well? I feel like I was just going to ask you. (laughs) I think my Dundee, honestly, would go currently to my sister, um, Nicole. Nicole. Yeah, I think she... She's someone too who doesn't really big up herself, but also doesn't like yeah. also take time. Um, and she does like a lot of stuff, and it mm-hmm. different in that sense. And where I'm a homebody, and I'm not going to be out there doing the most. And she's like the opposite. She's like a socialite, mm-hmm. loves people, loves to be involved, and like loves to help, which is a really admirable trait. But then mm-hmm. in return, that help doesn't always go to herself. Um, mm-hmm. And she's kind of taken on a lot of stuff with like after our mom really with like the house and just even just a lot of the things you don't even think about in terms mm. of what your parents do and I think she's done a lot of that and she doesn't always get the thank you 
Um, and, you know, and I totally give her Dundee just for making it through these past three years and being like still somehow finding a way to, you know, have her fun, but also keep things in track and, you know, mm. keep her work intact and all that stuff. So she's been crushing it. And I think she doesn't big up herself also. So I'd give her the Dundee and be like, girl, <laughs> just know you're doing well and you're, you're doing the thing. So, yeah. Same, same, same. I agree. I love when you said that she still finds time to have fun. And I think in the wake of your mother, I think that's really a courageous choice to yeah. do, to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to enjoy my life because I think that's what she would have wanted. Yeah. She would have really wanted you guys to get the very best and then some more squeeze the last out of that thing yeah. for yourself. And um, I love that for both her and you. That's great. The last one is um, Bear Me and Skirt. So that's from mm. Bear Me, Bear Me. Bear Me, Bear Me. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Blouse and Skirt from Jimmy. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. So then that one is basically, is there, so- this one is always kind of stumps people because it's kind of a weird question, but is there something in the world, in your life, in anything that you see that you're like, you can't explain it or you don't get why it's a thing, but it just is a thing? Mm. You know what I mean? Why it's a thing, but it is a thing. Oh my gosh. I have so many things that I don't, I don't really understand, but I think, I think, um, you know, bringing it back to Parks and Rec. And I think why I'm, I'm so, um, so moved by that show is, um, striving to be good or striving to be nice. Mm. Um, and I, I think when I was younger, a lot of people would always say, Oh, you're so nice. And then like brush it off. Mm. Um, but I, genuinely love being nice and I think it took me a while to get here and to be proud of that but I love making people feel good um I think I love that about Leslie and I think that I saw so much of myself in her I I love that I love that I get to um make people's days better with whatever I can do or say to to do that and Mm -hmm. I think um, I don't understand why people don't want to do that and I think that I think at the core, I think that spreads out to people who are selfish or racist or bigots or people who are just plain mean and refuse to grow. They don't want to be nice. Someone in their lives very early on taught them that if you're nice, you're going to be taken advantage of. And that can happen. And I think people are just scared to be hurt because hurt people hurt people, um, to use a very overused phrase. But I don't get it. I will never understand why people choose to be mean first rather than mm. choose to be nice or choose to see the good in people. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. I think that's <laughs> with, for how long I've known you, you've always been nice. Like I've never had an instance where I've been like, Candace really just put me down. You know what I mean? <laughs> Since I was little. I would be always, crushed. Yeah. I'd be crushed if I'm, someone came away from that with me. Yeah. I've never, like you've always been even before I really knew you knew you always like a ray of sunshine. I feel you're always Mm. helping someone up or like at least bringing some piece of like joy to the conversation. Just, Mm. you know what I mean? And that was always, that was super inspiring as someone young. Cause it's, you see that and you're like, wow, that person is making everybody feel better. And that's something that's great. You want to see that. In church of all places. I just, you know, I just, I don't know. I wish more people, people wouldn't be so shocked that I'm doing it. If people, would do more of that I think even the most times if you choose to be good I'm just always striving I think to choose the better parts of me and make those even better than the terrible parts which I am working on too but um you know I choose to put my energy in the parts of me that um I really love 
So, and I love that part. So. It was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> it was a different time.